It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Texas Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, and as always, across from me, Cody Davis. The Houston Texans had a disappointing outing on Sunday that resulted in a 16-10 loss to the Carolina Panthers. Their offense was a no-show as their receiving core recorded only 160 yards on 21 receptions. On top of that, the offense also gave up six sacks. And there was some questionable play calling, especially in the red zone. After watching yesterday's game, I have to ask myself, is this team prepared week in and week out? They have played down to their competition, and they now sit at 2-2 two and two to start the season. And John, to make matters even worse, the Texans are 0-2 against the NFC South. Woo! That is not good. For more Texans talk, don't forget to head over to Locked On Texans Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your daily Texans talk covering the Houston Texans. And as always, you can find Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and of course, the brand new You Can Argue That Sports.com. And one thing that you cannot argue, what's that? The Houston Texans played awful. Stunk it up. You know, this game really reminded me of the Jacksonville Jaguars game. The only, the lone touchdown coming from Deshaun Washington running it in. Uh, difficulties the entire afternoon on the offensive end. Um, and the defense balled out the entire time. The only difference is this time they did not go up against a team that just lacked offensive weapons. This time, well, you let Christian McCaffrey uh, run wild. and. And here's the thing, man, guys, I, and I'm glad you're listening today, and I hope you guys have had a great day, but this was Bill O'Brien's game. You putting the loss on the coach? This, Yes, because this was his game to win. You come out week one, right? You, you play an amazing game against the Saints, but you lose. You come out week two, or you have a bad game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but you win credit to your defense. Then you come out last week against the L.A. Chargers, and you put up a dominant performance. Deshaun, again, maybe was it is it odd weeks that he looks like an MVP candidate? Um, Is it the odd weeks? No, it's, game not, it's one, not even the odd weeks. He it's, looked like well, an MVP candidate. Well, what I have to say, which it, it's kind of like we're kind of like foreseeing the future because Deshaun Watson, late games, he plays well, and, and he's on the road too. But – Noon games in Houston. What is going on? Well, this is why I put this game on Bill O'Brien. And, and, you know, uh, earlier I I hinted to the fact that how much do we trust this team is prepared week in and week out for every game? Because there is no reason why the team should have looked the way it did. Now, granted, they went up against a, a, a Carolina Panthers defense that's really good. They had eight sacks last week. They had six against Houston, 14 sacks in the last two weeks. I mean, listen, what, what can you ask of your team? But the problem is 
there were still opportunities in this in this game for the Houston Texans to pull out with a win. Don't get me started on that atrocious. Well, what was the interception thrown by DeAndre Hopkins, which was meant for Carlos Hyde? It was clearly that that ball should have been thrown away. Mm. And also on top of that, it was a play call that shouldn't have been played, should have been called at that time period. This isn't a blowaway game. You're not up by 10 points. You're not up by touchdown. You needed that touchdown <laughs> to get some momentum, and you kill yourself on that drive. Uh, listen, that game was completely, completely on Bill O'Brien. Oh, and by the way, clock management issues again. <laughs> we burnt all our timeouts with four minutes left to go. Well, and one of them was on a Christian McCaffrey challenge flag. That's what I was that about to throw. That's, that's what I was about to allude to. Like, why did Bill O'Brien feel the need to throw that flag? Clearly, he caught it. Uh, oh, that, and, that's, uh, what, that's what hurt the most. Oh, and, and here was his reasoning behind it. Bill O'Brien said that he thought it was a catch. He was challenging the spot because he thought that he declared himself giving up, giving up and down and challenged the catch because he thought it was a catch. He just wanted to know where the spot was. <laughs> all I know is... What the hell? All I know is that challenge could be one... It's one of the reasons why the Texans did not come away with this game. Because when you look... Like, they had a chance at the end. But the fact that they didn't, they didn't have timeouts to stop the clock, it was yeah. like the hell with it. Yeah, and you know what? A, a huge... I, I I I didn't think I was going to see this at least not today, especially the game we had last week. JJ Watt with a huge miss sack. Uh, Kyle Allen barely escaped his sack with his knee almost touching the ground. Got the pass off to get the first down, which you know really that killed the Texans' hope. I mean, they ended up getting the ball back at the end of the game, but uh, Kyle Allen made a play after dodging a JJ Watt sack, who had a sack yesterday in yesterday's game. Uh, Merciless, shout out to Merciless. He continued his his, his performance, mm. you know. And there are some guys that, I, of course, I want to talk about as this show goes on today and just throughout the week, of course. But I can't right now. I have to talk about it. This was Bill O'Brien's loss. This was a combination of Billy O and Deshaun Watson. Mm. Deshaun it, has to do. I mean, how many? What am I going to say? I'm not even going to say it. What am I going to say? What does he have to do a better job of? Getting rid of the ball soon enough and throwing the ball away. And out of those six sacks, three, maybe four, was on Deshaun Watson. And I want to give credit to Howard. Howard, he had a date. I was seeing Howard really looking good today, yesterday, yesterday's game. He went through his progressions. He had some key pickups, maybe not the most athletic. And I think he is athletic, but he looked good yesterday. And, and Max Sharpen also looked good. There were some times where the entire line looked discombobulated. And again, you know, Fulton went out early in the game. Greg Mance had to come in and fill his spot. And I think that's, that uh, really disrupted the offensive line chemistry mm-hmm. because they played amazing last week. And coming into this game, you put in Greg Mance, who just, you can say what you want to say about him. All I know is, in addition to Watson, and Bill O'Brien. The Texans really got beaten by Christian McCaffrey. Beat down. The, John. Beat down. His total numbers he for the, the game. He, he really did. And what did I say last week? They have to find a way to stop Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. This guy, this game, yesterday's game, this man recorded a combined 179 yards, 10 receptions on 21 carries and one touchdown. 
And here's the funny thing about that. In the first half, he had 113 total yards with a rushing touchdown. And everybody else that was eligible to make a recording stat on offense, you want to know how many yards they had? <laughs> 60 combined yards, no touchdown. So, yes, Cody, I want to give you credit right now. This defense is trending upwards. They are. Scarlett had a big – Scarlett came to play today. He had a big sack fumble. Scarlett played huge. And I want to talk about the rest of the defensive front uh, when we – Continue going on today, but Scarlett had a huge game. The defense had a huge game. Yesterday was on Bill O'Brien's play calling, clock management, and Deshaun Watson's inability to get rid of the ball when it needs to get rid of. On one drive, Deshaun Watson had back-to-back plays where he held the ball too long and he caused a sack. You cannot, that cannot be your drive killer. Your quarterback holding the ball way too long cannot be your drive killer. And you are continually taking hits that are so avoidable. Like the one, the the, the one, what was it, before the half? He got lit up. He gets oh, the one where he got blindsided from his back? Stop getting, it's just, it's getting out of hand. It is really getting out of hand. And of course, as the week goes on, there's going to be more we can discuss. But mm-hmm. yesterday was just inexcusable. It really was. It really was. What's inexcusable is you guys not taking advantage of Blinkist. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read and listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. Go to Blinkist.com slash locked on to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. We need a new subscription of, uh, what do we need a new subscription of? What is it, Cody? I mean, at this point, I can't even tell you. It's just, Let's it was, not get too, too down, though. It was, it was one it was, game. It, it was one game, but it's one game against the NFC South. You definitely want to go get a win in but that division. they were 0-2, by the way. This was, they were, you know, you're 0-2 right now. This was a team that, and they yes, could, Kyle Allen played hot last week. But like I said, this was a guy that we don't know much about. Everybody got film on him. You did an actual great job of stopping what people projected Kyle Allen was going to be able to do for this offense. <laughs> so credit your defense. It's not the defense fault at all. Well, they held him to 16 points. You say it's not the defense fault, but JJ Washo is taking the blame. What is JJ doing? He's not blaming DoorDash. He's, <laughs> he's not blaming DoorDash, and it'll be your fault if you decide to stay at work, stay late wherever you are, and not get nothing to eat. Everything in 2019 is so accessible and quick to you, Cody. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck in the office. Treat yourself to a meal you deserve at your favorite restaurant. Your sweatpants are on for the day, but you don't feel like going out. You're locked in the house. You're watching some football. Hey, you want to get some wings? You don't feel like going out. DoorDash. Go to DoorDash. You can find your favorite restaurant on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but they have over 304,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. So you might want to find a new restaurant too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, Order your local to-goes and choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about your dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order of 15 or more. You're not going to beat that. Promo code Locked On. 
DoorDash is where you need to be. And you definitely need to be tuned in to Locked On Texas Podcast. Right, Cody? This isn't a bashing show. We have some things we want to talk about. Of course, recapping on the good. And, of course, more that we saw. Locked On Texas Podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild. Or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I take that one all off me. I mean, if I make that play at 10, probably out of field goal range, and probably we get the ball back with some time left, so I put that 100% on me. I have to make that play. He made a great play, and, uh, so I, I take that. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Man, John, it, it, it it's sad. It, it's sad that, you know, you and I just finished talking about how great the defense was. And then there is the leader of this Texans defense, J.J. Watt, saying he put the loss on him. Which, I mean, I would disagree with that. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's just disappointed about how the way the game went. But at the end of the day, I'm like, J.J., you know, I'm not saying this. You know, this is not the fan side of me talking, but... This loss wasn't on you. Yes, you missed you gotta that. I understand where he's coming from. He's talking about the play that you just alluded to earlier in the show. I mean, but think about it, John. If the offense came to play, he probably wouldn't even been in that situation. Yeah, but as a veteran guy, three-time defensive player of the year, uh, a leader on this team and in this community in the city of Houston, you're at home, you definitely put that on you. So, oh, of course. Of course, we, we don't hold that against him. I know that he will, but... Uh, that was a, a a tough tough you know sighting to see Allen escape. I didn't think he was going to do that, but JJ is the uh, least of my concerns right now. And Grant, he had a good game still, uh, along with the rest of that defense, which I mean I give more kudos to. I do want to give kudos to the offensive line. I know six sacks will show, but like I said, you know three at the most four were not. They were not the offensive line's fault, you know, uh, holding the ball too long. And then you got to look at the whole thing of, you know, Fulton goes now, Greg Mance has to come in. So now they're working with that. The offensive line stepped up and played much better, I believe, in the second half. Uh, but the, the the game wasn't on J.J. Watt. The game wasn't on the offensive line. Like I said, play calling, Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson. But you know what I had to, like, one of the biggest beefs with? I'm not going to say something's wrong with DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think there's something wrong with the connection between Hopkins and Watson, but five catches for 41 yards, and two of those came 
at the very end of the game where they were just trying to get in some type of Hail Mary range. I don't think, of course, I'm not going to say there's beef or anything like that. That We know that's not the case. I'm but not. what's going on? I'm not going to say it's beef, but, John, I alluded to this after the Jacksonville Jaguars game. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't look the same. Now, I get it. It was the Jaguars. You had Jalen Ramsey on the other side of the field. Okay, I'll give you a pass that game. Last week against the Chargers, he still didn't look like DeAndre Hopkins. We all became accustomed to and started loving. Now, for the third week in a row, he has had another game where he has failed to record at least 70 reception yards. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I'm sorry to cut you off, but again, let's give some blame. And I I can't say I hate to do this because at the end of the day, I I, I hate to do it, but this is the truth. Not only did Deshaun miss him deep, there was no safety over the top. He also missed Wolf Fuller. That is at least two touchdowns on the board. We know if you get full of the ball in space, he's going to burn whoever. And DeAndre Hopkins has the, enough speed and is strong enough to get whoever is off of him, off of him to score when there was no, no, no help over the top. Watson just missed, missed him and Fuller. Again, I'm not blaming no receivers. I'm looking at what Watson was not able to do. And last year, it didn't matter who was on him. He was still the best playmaker on his team. John, just take a look at these numbers and tell me, am I tripping or if I'm just taking this too far? Okay, Jacksonville Jaguars, five reception, 40 yards. Los Angeles Chargers, six receptions, 67 yards. The Carolina Panthers, five receptions, 41 yards. The only time he recorded more than 70 yards came against my beloved New Orleans Saints where he had eight receptions, 111 yards. And to be honest, I believe he played against a better defense against the Saints versus all the other three teams. Take out Jalen Ramsey because he is one of the best defensive players in this game. But think about it, John. Something is going on. Well, I definitely don't think the the Saints defense is better than this Carolina Panthers defense. Uh, what? I don't think so. This what is a defense mean? that had eight sacks in one week and came back the following week and had six sacks. They also have Bradbury, who I think is great, and they still have that man in the middle, Luke Keekley. So I'm definitely not going to say that at all. Um, and I, I can get quoted on it. I definitely think the Carolina Panthers are a very good defensive team which we saw yesterday, six sacks wasn't uh, given up. Um, but I, I maybe it's miscommunication was going on. I'm not understanding why, uh, especially the pass to Fuller and Hopkins. It seemed like they was in the, mo- the identical spot. Watson just floated it over both of their heads, and those are two home run passes that was caught would be touchdowns, which changed the dynamic of the game. But I, I do agree that would it be Hopkins that we're looking at or would it be Watson that we're looking at? My only question is, why aren't we seeing the same connection out of these two? Is it because we, we brought in Kenny Steels, who uh, got hurt in yesterday's game, did not return, looked like it was a hamstring injury. Zach Foden also did not return in yesterday's game as well due to injury. But is it because we, we're getting in of the talent? Uh, what is it? Uh, so there's a lot of things that I'm really questioning and just disappointed in right now after watching today's game, and I'm going to go back and watch the tape. One thing that caught me, not by surprise, but really frustrated me, rather, is Deshaun Watson was not making his hot reads when they were bringing the house 
on some of those plays, the tight end will leak out or maybe your running back will leak out. And the ball was not delivered either when it should have been delivered or delivered at all. So there are some things on this offense that one week we, we are super high and praising and you win the AFC player of the week. And then the next week, we're, we're all scratching our heads here. What the hell is going on? And talking about being confusing, John, remember last week I was talking about how disappointed and nervous I was about the Texans run game? Well, that changed. I'm sure it did. Well, it changed other than the defense. Their running game was the only thing that came to play on Sunday. Taking a look at their numbers, they recorded 136 yards on 22 carries. Carlos Hyde came to play. He had 12 carries for 58 yards. Duke Johnson, 56 yards, 6 carries. I kind of wish they could have kept riding him because every time he touched the ball, he made, made plays. He definitely made something happen. But, I mean, I don't I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, this, a lot this, of frustration. This team is just... Legitimately can be 4-0 right now. They can... We're very well... No. Nah. Yeah, they could be 4-0. You look at what happened against Monday... Against the Saints on Monday night, that's a winnable game. You go win and beat the Jaguars. We know about beating the Chargers. Today was another winnable game. There was just a lot of small things that ended up being very big. For instance, like those two big touchdown, possible touchdowns that just floated right over the head of your star receiver, DeAndre uh, Hopkins and Will Fuller. But that was that Hopkins was just one play, but. Going back to what me and you was talking about earlier, I just feel something is wrong. I don't know if maybe he's battling some kind of questionable injury or him and Watson are not on the same, or if him and Watson are not on the same page. The only thing I could think of in a positive light, maybe Deshaun does not want to target too much. too much on DeAndre Hopkins because you have Will Fuller's back, you added in Kenny Stills. Maybe that's the uh, if that's the case, that's the only positive you can take take away from this. Well, my thing is Hopkins. When Hopkins gets going, he can get everybody else going because. But that's oh, the thing; oh, he hasn't been getting going. But, and, and that's what I'm saying. I can see the concern of trying to not not trying to feed him too much because you want to share, spread the ball. But Hopkins has that ability as a receiver. If if he gets going, then that's going to open up your tight ends. That's going to open up other receivers, but it won't happen vice versa. Because if the rest of the guys are going, then you're going to say to yourself, well, we'll let them kill us. You know, it's kind of like in basketball, let's cut off. I'm not, who's a guy? I'm going to just say Kobe. Let's cut off Kobe. Anybody else can do their thing, but if we stop Kobe, we have a, sh- a shot. Vice versa. If Kobe gets going, then that throws your entire defense off because now. If he gets going, then this guy, you're going to have to focus on Kobe, and now this guy is open. And so maybe that's the thing with Hopkins. If we can shut him off, then the rest of the team, we'll live with that. But we can't allow him to get going. But the pass has shown if Hopkins can get going, then the rest of the offense is going to open up and flow because now they're going to be worried about him. Uh, but I do want to give kudos to the offensive line and uh, helping that run game because they did rush for 100 yards in the first half, which is pretty huge. The game was close at that point. Uh, still winnable. The game was winnable up until like five minutes left. Yeah, it was, but I mean, up until the miss sack, I right, just don't want. It was I, I just don't want to keep harping on this whole Watson and 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 Hopkins situation. All I know is he was targeted for only eight times. He caught five of them. You're not about to sit here and tell me that Deshaun Watson overthrew this man three times. 
It was one big touchdown that was on the ball. We know about the one touchdown. We'll agree on that. But the other two, one of them was catchable. One of them was highly, was really catchable. And that's what that's just me going back to what I saw the last three weeks. Like, just something is not right. I, I just don't know. That's something we will definitely have to keep our eye on. However, as of today, I put 100% blame, honestly, on the head coach. Again, like I said, this was your win. This was your game to win. You just come off. You're riding that high against the Chargers. This is a team that NFC South, this is a great division. If you really want to put your name up there with one of the greats, then you have to beat this team. Every year we hear about the Patriots and their weak division, but when they play other teams, they also go get wins. Like they the did yesterday Texas. against the Bills. The Ben, who has a very, very <laughs> good defense, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they're a quarterback away, but the Texans, they lost his game. And Bill O'Brien lost his game for him. There's no way in hell I'm making that play call for Hopkins to throw that when I need that score already. We're not up. This is early in the game. We are not up. I don't make that. I don't make that call. I don't throw that challenge flag. And now I can I can honestly say Bill O'Brien's seat may be steaming hot right now. And he took the blame. He took the loss. He blamed it all on himself, which I guess is a good thing, maybe. One thing you never want to be your fault, not being able to come through in the time you need to come through. This is by far my favorite ad. I know. You you have so much fun. Because now I know from personal experience, this stuff works. And what am I telling you about? I'm telling you about Blue Chew. And you want to visit Blue Chew on BlueChew.com. Again, that is B-L-U-E-Chew.com. And I want to talk to you about really great sex. You want to come through at the end of the night. You don't want to have any questionable calls, and you want to have that confidence in yourself. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color. Chew like what you can do with this first chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable, and they work up to twice as fast. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code MLB. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked on Texas Podcast. This is Monday, and we are back. Glad to have you guys back. I can't wait for the rest of the week and getting prepared for the next game uh, and just really monitoring, is there something going on with the Houston Texans? Because uh, I'm getting a little bit concerned now. But start of the season, um, and you know Houston Texans fans, they overreact to everything. I will say there's no room for overreacting at this point. I think it's all valid when we're analyzing Bill O'Brien's job so far. Too much talent to be two and two in games you've lost the way you've lost them. Uh, this is Locked On Texas Podcast. I am John, some sports guy Hickman. You can find me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. Don't forget to follow us on Locked On Texans on Twitter and like the Facebook page as well and subscribe. Always across from me, Cody Davis. And please follow me on Twitter at Cody, C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Bright spot in all of this. Whitney Merciless is really having himself a damn year. Not surprising, but he is. Back to his But not position. surprising to us, especially you. 
the biggest Whitney Merciless fan. Merciless, if you out there, please come on the show. I was right. This is Locked On Texas Podcast. Until next time, you guys be safe. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.